Welcome to the Nutrition Unpeeled podcast, a place where hungry minds discuss all things evidence-based nutrition, fitness, mindset, and healthy living. We're your hosts, registered dietitian and nutritionists, Courtney, Darian, and Hannah. Let's dive in. The information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only, so always speak to a healthcare provider such as a registered dietitian who can work with you directly about your unique healthcare needs. On today's podcast, we're sharing our top tips for planning your weekday menu. So a lot of times when clients come to us at Vitality Nutrition, they ask us, can you write me a meal plan? And we totally understand this question. Clients want to like keep it simple. They want to know what do I need to eat to reach my goals? Um, and that's definitely that something we can support them with is understanding like how to fuel themselves throughout the day and what meals and snacks are going to support them in doing that. But we like to go beyond just providing meal plans here at Vitality. We want to teach you the tools to be successful long term. Yeah, so I like will often share with clients when they ask for a meal plan, I'll be like, you know, we could do that, but that would be the equivalent of me catching a fish for you and giving it to you so you could eat for a night versus why don't we work together and we will teach you how to fish, aka how to meal plan yourself, and then you'll be fed for your entire life. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I feel like you'll find these tips that we're about to share, they go beyond like your classic or maybe what you're um, typical vision of meal prep is, mm-hmm. um, and you'll really find they're extremely transferable for your a- everyday life and very simple. Yeah. We're always, I think, trying to find that balance of, you know, a little bit of structure can be mm-hmm. really supportive to give us guidance, and we're here to give you that structure, but we want to teach you how to be flexible and roll with what comes up in life because we know sometimes, like, a perfect plan isn't executed when it comes to, like, the obstacles and changes that maybe come up throughout the day, so we want to be flexible with our nutrition and able to adapt our menu plan to support us. Yeah, so this podcast will really give you, you know, a blueprint mm-hmm. of Um, what we would suggest for weekday meal planning and then you guys can finesse it and make it your own. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So our first tip, if we're diving right in here, is automating your weekday breakfast. Probably my favorite thing. There's no shame in repeating certain meals, especially if it's something you actually love and are enjoying eating. Um, If you know me, my favorite go-to breakfast is egg white oatmeal. My friends, family tease me. I've been eating it on repeat for so long now, and it's just something that I enjoy and it takes away, reduces that decision-making fatigue for me in my week. We all make a ton of decisions in the day, whether it's what we eat, but also, you know, decisions at work or with our family. So if there's ways that we can automate a decision, um, it usually frees up more space maybe to plan our other meals or take on other challenges that come up. So if there is a meal that you can keep the same, it doesn't have to be breakfast, um, but that is one way to simplify your menu plan. And as a little bonus tip here, um, if you are looking at automating your breakfast, we recommend trying to get at least 20 grams of protein at breakfast. So that's going to keep your blood sugar stable and help keep you satisfied for longer. So that's something that you might consider when you're automating a meal like breakfast is to get that protein source in there to support your body.
Our second tip is to grocery shop and plan using our F4 formula. So the fundamental four formula is a concept we talk about a lot at Vitality. It's just a method that we use inside of our coaching program to teach clients about food groups and their different role in the body. Um, So if you're curious about what these um, four food groups are, you can actually head to the blog for this specific podcast. We actually wrote an article on this podcast and in it, we included a free download for a grocery list. So if you're curious to learn more about these food groups, you can download the grocery list and start to understand some examples of foods that fit into the food groups. It's by no means like an Mm all-inclusive list of foods (laughs) that you should consume. It's just something to get you thinking about how these different ingredients fall within the categories. And then from there, we can start building out balanced meals that contain these four food groups using this fundamental four method. Yeah, and we like to think of this fundamental four as kind of a simple checklist that helps us just ensure our meals are going to be balanced. So, for example, if I was to use my egg white oatmeal, I would look for a source of protein, carbohydrate, volume, and fats. So my egg whites would count as my protein source, some fiber-filled carbohydrates from some oats, some volume from some fresh berries added on the top, and, of course, my favorite fat source, peanut butter. I drizzle on top, ensures that this meal keeps me satisfied full longer, blood sugars are steady and kind of is that little mental checklist I can create in my head. Mm -hmm. I really like using this fundamental four concept with clients because I find it gives them a bit of structure to their meals. So they're ensuring they're having those building blocks Mm -hmm. and each of those food groups play different roles in the body. Um, So it gives us that little bit of structure, but still lots of flexibility. It's like, okay, maybe I don't like peanut butter, but I love walnuts (laughs) on my oatmeal. That's going to be my fat source. Or maybe, um, you know, I'm crazy and I like to (laughs) shred up some zucchini and make some oats and those are my volume foods in the oatmeal. I actually don't have zucchini in my oatmeal, but I know (laughs) a lot of my clients do. So it can be flexible. Our third um, tip for weekday meal planning is to purchase quick grab options for lunch. So we really can't emphasize enough um, the value of purchasing simple and wholesome ingredients that you can quickly throw together. Um, You know, like we talked about, where you want to simplify these things. So it's not complicated. Just because something's convenient doesn't, you know, mean it's not nutritionally um, dense or nutritionally full. And these can be really great options to strike that balance between, hey, we're nourishing ourselves, but we're also doing something that actually works for our life. Yeah. Yeah. So I know for me, like if I'm home on the weekend, I might be meal prepping things for lunch that, you know, have a little bit more sophistication to them. Like, for example, I prepped ingredients for Greek power bowls for lunch because I had time on the weekend to put together those ingredients. But if I was away on the weekend, um, getting home late on a Sunday, guaranteed I wouldn't be meal prepping, you know, a more extravagant Mm -hmm. lunch meal. So something quick might be picking up components for a sandwich. Mm -hmm. I could head to the grocery store and maybe I pick up for protein like some rotisserie chicken or maybe it's some deli meat or even like some tempeh or a can of tuna. I might pick up a quick fat source to add to my sandwich, like some cheese, maybe some avocado or a little bit of hummus. Um, From there, like carbohydrates like a sprouted grain bread or like a high fiber bun or wrap are so quick Mm -hmm. um, to grab. And then maybe I just grab some like little veggies to add to the wrap or the sandwich or to enjoy on the side, like some baby cucumbers, some cherry tomatoes, some carrots. So all of a sudden I can have this simple lunch meal that has all of these food groups we talked about, but it's Mm -hmm. literally going to take me five 
five minutes to put together in the morning. I love that. And we call it kind of ingredient eating sometimes too, where my clients get a kick out of it. I'll say, let's make adult Lunchables. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. We can break it down. You know, like Court said, protein, maybe you have some deli turkey, some fats, maybe you have some baby bell cheese, even if they're from your kid's lunch kit, <laughs> some carbs, maybe you have some crackers or wasa crackers on the side, volume, add in some mini cucumbers or tomatoes or carrots on the side for that extra crunch and volume and break it down into those ingredients create a little adult lunchable for yourself. Our fourth one is commit to a tried and true favorite for one dinner meal. Yeah. So I think we all have that one meal that we just love and our whole family enjoys it or we really enjoy it. And so if we can slot that in as one of our dinner meals for the week, it's just one more (laughs) uh, meal that we've checked off the list. We know exactly what we need to buy. We know how to make it. We're not navigating new instructions. And so it's much like our first point on automating like one meal per day. Automating one dinner meal per week just gives you more energy to focus on maybe trying something new at a different meal. And you guys might already notice a theme in this, um, like our tips, it's to simplify it, right? So we're just trying to, we know that meal planning can be daunting to people who've never done it, but we know at the end of the day, it actually saves you time, it saves you mental energy and space. Um, And so it's actually worth it to do for, you know, these little tips that can make things just a little bit easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes you more consistent too. Saves you money. I know when I don't meal prep, it's like eating out. Um, So yeah, as an example of like a tried and true favorite meal, like for me, I love the shrimp tacos that we make, the recipes on the blog. They're so quick to assemble. um, But like, I know that I just need to pick up my ingredients for shrimp tacos and I'm for sure going to have that one time a week. Tip number five is sticking to just one new recipe for a week. It can definitely, you know, when you're getting started, it might be very, you know, gung-ho to try out all these fun, elaborate new recipes, but we can all relate to now having this horde of random ingredients in our cupboard (laughs) that never get used. Um, So we'll definitely try new recipes are super fun and exciting. Too many ingredients, too many different things can be overwhelming to grocery shop and plan for. And like I said, you just don't get used. So maybe even planning and prepping for one new recipe a week is a really great commitment to start with, seeing how it kind of fits into your schedule and adapting from there. Yeah, I find for me that helps strike that balance between simplifying, like Hannah said, but I'm also curious in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I want to try new things. Um, So committing to one new Mm -hmm. recipe, I find very doable. It's not overwhelming. And then if that recipe is awesome and you love it, then you can kind of (laughs) adopt it into your tried and true favorite collection. And I actually had a conversation with a client where we came up with the idea, like, have a list of your on your phone of all the recipes you love. So when you're it's Sunday and maybe you're thinking about your weekday meals, you can turn to that list and just have that reminder of the tried and true favorites that you can go back to. Um, But in order to create that list, you do need to try some new recipes. So committing to one new Mm -hmm. recipe per week, I think is a good place to start. Our sixth tip is to adopt a weekday dinner theme night. So to to us, this means picking a day of the week that's consistent. So it could be tacos on Tuesday, um, spaghetti and meatballs on Wednesday, pita pizzas on Friday. So having that day of the week that's consistent, again, it comes back to reducing the decision-making 
fatigue. So it's like, oh, it's Tuesday. It's tacos. Oh, it's Wednesday. I know in Darian's household growing up, she mm-hmm. told me they always had her famous meat sauce with <laughs> spaghetti. Um, spaghetti or spaghetti squash. We actually have that recipe yes. on the blog. Um in my household, it was always pizza on Fridays. So I've kind of upgraded that recipe and doing different pita pizzas and, and whatnot on Friday. So having that consistent day, I mean, it's something we all look forward to if we really Absolutely. enjoy those meals. But then it's one day, you know, is covered. That's what we have. The family's looking forward to it. Um, so just another tip mm-hmm. again. To simplify. And even to add to that, you could do a build your own style dinner theme where mm. each family can assemble their plate based on maybe a collection of ingredients. You know, maybe you are doing pita pizza Friday. You can just have like a, a different topping spread out so everyone can kind of customize to their preference um, what they want to enjoy and keep everyone happy. So I actually think like a build your own night is a great tip for entertaining as well because you can, like Darian said, set out these different ingredients and everyone can build their own meal, which is great if you know maybe there's some picky eaters that you're entertaining or people with different dietary needs everyone can customize and it's actually really fun to see what people create Mm -hmm. so my sister and I always joke there's an office episode where Gabe he's (laughs) they're having a pizza party and he says to Michael it helps if you pick a region and so we always say that with our our pita pizzas or whatever it is it's like pick a region of the world like maybe I don't know you're making like a Mexican style pizza theme Mm -hmm. or maybe you're I don't know no, what are some other Mediterranean yeah. or what is geography? So yeah, I know. Yeah, we've even asked people like bring your own ingredient, get creative, and we'll have this build your own night. So again, mm-hmm. definitely something to implement into your consistent menu plan. Mm-hmm. Having that day that's the same, but then you can um, build this idea out <laughs> to perhaps like entertaining guests. Um, so if you head to the blog post, we have a few templates of what that build your own theme night could look like. Our seventh tip um, is to separate your grocery shopping and your meal prep day. So, you know, even all of us, we are dietitians, we are involved in food, we talk about food all the time, but when it comes to our own shopping and meal prepping, like, it can get overwhelming to do it all in one day. Um, So, you know, we suggest, can you prep one day and then go shopping another day? Um, And this just gives you a little bit more space and, again, that mental, like, clarity or, like, that mental real estate, I often say, um, so that you don't get overwhelmed and that it's just, you know, a little bit each day versus let's just do it all on Sunday. Yeah, I know for me, I start to resent mm-hmm. like meal prepping or planning when it's like consuming my whole day. So if I can separate the grocery shopping day, like Hannah said, from the, the meal prep day or the planning day even, it's just a more enjoyable process. The eighth tip is to invest in the right tools. So... Definitely court someone who (laughs) prescribes to the minimalist um, lifestyle, which is awesome. And definitely it's easy to go wild with appliances and want all the gadgets, all the tools. It definitely does not need to be that way to make meal prepping and planning um, efficient. You know, there's so many things out there, rice cookers, slow cookers, stand mixers, toasters, pressure cookers. What do you all need? It's like find those ones that you really enjoy using support kind of making that variety of ingredients in your household. Um, And, you know, if they're 
uh, plants that you enjoy using. It actually just helps with your meal uh, prepping efficiency. Yeah, like Darian said, I'm a little bit of a minimalist. <laughs> um, so after spending some time traveling, I realized I was much happier with less. So I know for me, I want to identify the tools that are really going to make meal prep easier without feeling overwhelmed by the gadgets in the kitchen. And I think that's going to be different from person mm-hmm. to person. Mm-hmm. Like I bet if you asked um, people in your life, everyone would have a different favorite tool. I know for me, like a really good knife. Um, when mm-hmm. I was traveling, I'd be at Airbnbs with like out a good solid knife and I found that really challenging. So having a good sharp knife, um, I think can be really helpful and easy to chop and prep ingredients. So that for sure would be one of my must have gadgets, but I'm curious like what you guys think probably no surprise but an air fryer like mm-hmm. I feel like between like chicken like chicken change like the air fryer changed the chicken game for me like I feel like I could never figure out the perfect like time or temperature to cook my chicken and chicken breast any kind of chicken in um and then the air fryer just like every time comes out perfect 20 minutes that's all you need you know so for me I feel like the air fryer because then I can also put in like whether it's a protein like chicken or if it's potatoes or anything like mm-hmm. that um or even getting you know kind of riskier advice adventurous with like zucchini like with mm-hmm. different you know yeah. crusts on it and things like that so for me definitely an air fryer um is worth the the kitchen real estate to have yeah, mm-hmm. for sure honestly for me a really good non-stick pan yes <laughs> i just like that's essential it doesn't have to be anything fancy but if you have that i feel like you can cook really anything in it yeah i totally agree and probably we could like go on and on with Mm -hmm. these appliances but um i'm actually kind of like curious what other people Mm -hmm. would say yeah so i mean if you're listening to this podcast and you want you can go to the blog blog post and you can actually leave a comment let us know what your go-to um tool is in the kitchen and maybe it's something we'd like to check out or i'm sure other people like reading the blog would be interested to see so we definitely invite you to go comment and share tip number nine would be to embrace nutritious quote-unquote convenience foods Ready-made foods might get a bad rap, but they definitely can be convenient and a nutritious way to prepare quick meals. So convenient ingredients can be a little bit more expensive, but they definitely are still affordable and often healthier than maybe eating out all of the time. Um, So here we can even walk through how we might order some convenience foods and they can be collected for a quick and nutritious uh, weekday meal. Yeah, and I might even jump in on, Mm -hmm. like, what nutritious, convenient foods even mean. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we could look at it from a few angles, but Mm -hmm. for me, it's like it might be convenient to buy, you know, a bag of pre-washed and chopped Mm -hmm. um, salad. Yeah. Um, So that's a convenient food. Someone's doing some work and processing it for you, so it's ready to go. Um, But, I mean, it can also be, you know, other things like a pre-made burger or I had that last night (laughs) yeah and so like I know kind of reflecting back into common like dietitian tips that I would read about when I was younger it was like oh like stick to the perimeter of the grocery Mm -hmm. store like don't go in the center aisles that's where all the processed foods are but really it's like you're missing out if you don't go to those middle aisles Mm -hmm, because there's some really good finds some convenience foods like and we can even redefine what that means like for me canned beans it's like that's convenient compared to soaking and cooking them on your own but it could also be something that maybe is a little bit more processed Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like even, you know, like it's, again, that balance of like nutritious and convenient and quick and what actually works for your life. Like there's absolutely days where I have a, you know, 
frozen pizza and a salad on my mm-hmm. plate. And that's like, you know, I'm making sure I get my food groups in, but that's just what life handed to me that day. And that's what I had. And I'm totally okay with that. So to kind of roll with an example, like I shared my shrimp taco recipe that I really love. Um, so I actually rely on quite a few convenience foods to make that meal. So the first being like bagged coleslaw. Um Obviously, it'd be great to chop my own cabbage and carrots, but I just buy the bag of coleslaw. It's convenient. It's quick. You can even mix that up with a pre-made dressing, or if you have a little bit of time at home, it's really quick to make a homemade dressing too. But I mean, we're talking convenience here. So you could grab a pre-made dressing, mix that up. You can buy shrimp ready cooked and just heat it up and then heat up your corn tortillas. Then honestly, like I think I've timed it. This meal comes together in five minutes. Yeah. Thanks to those convenient ingredients, still super nutritious and hitting those four food groups that we shared um, earlier in the podcast. Our 10th tip is to plan for an afternoon snack. And you might be thinking, like, what does this have to do with meal planning? I mean, obviously, like, you're planning the snack. But the reason we suggest this is we often find that the gap between lunch and supper is the longest. So without a snack, you're going to come home ravenous. Often it leads Mm -hmm. to, like, scrounging through the pantry for anything you can get your hands on. Uh, You have that physiological drive to fuel your body. And you're not really in a mental space to take action on whatever plans you made for dinner. So Having an afternoon snack just helps to satisfy your hunger so that when you get home, you have enough space to take action on whatever you plan for dinner. You can enjoy the process of cooking and preparing the meal because you're not so ravenous to eat anything you can get your hands on. Um, So that afternoon snack really sets you up for success going into the evening so that you have the mental space and you're satisfied enough to like prepare and enjoy the suppers that you've planned for the week. Just the other day, I kind of let myself get too far, didn't wasn't planning ahead and kind of was like looking for a pre-snack snack Mm -hmm. before I even could tackle my dinner. So definitely having those things on hand that you can prepare for a quick snack, even like Court's favorite, like Greek yogurt, berries, nuts, anything that's simple and quick so that you can kind of stick to meals you had planned out already. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and this is a total sidebar that I'm thinking as we kind of near the end of this episode, but we're based in Saskatchewan, so a lot of people in Saskatchewan call dinner supper. Like, your last meal of the day is supper, and then I know, like, a lot of people on the farm, like my parents, they like to call lunch dinner. So. Um, So I know people in other provinces call supper dinner. And so we kind of use it interchangeably. So if we said dinner, we mean supper. If we said supper, we mean dinner, but not lunch. So (laughs) just some clarification there. If you're from Saskatchewan, you know. Um, But yeah, I was just thinking about that as we were like using the terms interchangeably. (laughs) So those are our 10 tips to simplify your meal plan. As a review, automate your weekday breakfast or really any other meal of your choice. Grocery shop and plan using our fundamental four formula. And just a reminder, you can get a free grocery list download on the blog post. Purchase quick grab options for lunch. Commit to a tried and true favorite for one dinner meal. Stick to just one new recipe per week. Adopt a weekday dinner theme night. Separate your grocery shopping and meal prep day invest in the right tools and of course if you want to share your go-to tool head to the blog post Mm, leave us a comment we want to know embrace nutritious convenient foods from the grocery store and plan for an afternoon snack 
By adopting one or more of our menu planning tips, we hope you find confidence and ease when it comes to building satisfying and nutritious weekday meals. We'd love to hear which tip you plan on trying out first. So if you'd like, you can leave us your feedback on the blog post. Um, We'd love to connect with you. I'm feeling hungry again. It might be a theme with these podcasts and food. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for spending your time with us. To further fill your plate, follow us on social media using the links in our show notes or visit us online at vitalitynutrition.ca. And as always, we welcome your ratings and reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay fed, stay moving, and stay well. Produced at Sound Lounge by T-Bone.